Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Exodus, Exodus. As you're going there, look at the person you're sitting next to and tell them you look fabulous this morning. Wills, good to see you in the house. Josh, good to see you in the house. Come on. I love you. Look at, look at your second option. I know you didn't want to turn to them, but look at your second option and tell them you, you're sitting next to the best looking person in the building. Come on. Believe that today. If you're watching online, let us know where you're watching from and encourage somebody around you. Exodus chapter uh, 14. Uh, last week, if you weren't here, uh, we're talking about moving forward. Last week, we talked about Abram and how God called Abram out of the land of Ur. Come on, some people remember. Come on, he called them out of Ur. If you weren't here, you can catch up on YouTube. He called them out of Ur. Look at your neighbor, tell him, get out of Ur. Not get out of here, get out of Ur is a difference. Are you stuck in Ur? Have you settled at Ur? And so we talked about that. Uh, today, we're going to look at the people of God as they are leaving Egypt. And uh, I think it's uh, a beautiful story, significant story. It's a powerful story. We've seen it. We've heard about it a million times. I was drawn to it as the year was closing last year. And I think it's a good way for us to go back and see what God did to help us as we start this year in moving forward. So I want you to go to Exodus chapter 14. Go down to verse 10. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to put it up on the screens. By the way, I think everybody should have a Bible. And so if you don't have a real, actual Bible, I think you should get one. Uh, we give them away for free. So after service, pick one up. Uh, develop a relationship with your Bible in 2022, right? Like get a physical Bible. You can highlight. It's good for the soul. And I know you got it on your phone. I know you see it on the screens. That's for new people. If you've been here for a while, get yourself a Bible. It's good for your soul. Exodus 14, go down to verse 10. The people of God are on their way to the promised land. They've left Egypt. And uh, look what happens. Going down to verse 10. It feels good to be in church. I don't know. I just feel good today. Come on. Anybody feel good? Let's see. 11 a.m. is alive. It's electric. I love it. It's freezing, but it's good. (laughs) Go down to verse 10. If you're there, can you say amen? amen? The word of the Lord says this. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you've taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Tell the people of Israel to go. Tell the people of Israel to go. 
One more time. Come on, 11 a.m. Tell the people of Israel to go forward. We're going to stop right there. I love Exodus chapter 14. What a story. Out of those few verses we just read today, out of that story, I want to I want to share God's word and see what we can learn today and pick up as we're starting this year, as we're dedicating these 21 days to go after God. Today, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you from this topic. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. Come on, why don't you slap three people around you and tell them, keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. How hard you slap them is up to you, but shake somebody. Tell them, keep on walking. Let's pray. Y'all crazy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for this church called Calvary. Thank you for everybody watching around the world and here, God, in this physical location as well. Um, thank you for your love, your mercy, your goodness, your grace, for loving people like us. We don't deserve it. There's nothing we can do to earn it, but you've been amazing, God, and so we love you. Today, uh, reveal yourself to us in a greater way that we may know you, draw closer to you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. We love you. We praise you. And all of Calvary Church says, oh, come on, all of Calvary Church says, can you give God a big, big hand today? Come on, make some noise. Last week, we talked about settling, but one thing is to settle. Another thing is to be stuck. One thing is to get comfortable and say, I'm good here. I, I don't want to move on any further. I think I'll just settle. But another thing is to say, I can't keep going, and I feel stuck. Somebody say stuck. Have you ever been stuck? Anybody here ever been stuck maybe stuck in life maybe an actual physical stuck anybody remember when you were young and dumb at making dumb decisions anybody in here when you were young and dumb made bad decisions anybody in here some of you are like uh, we've gotten a little bit older and still making bad decisions you know some people that are older now and still making bad decisions don't point at them they're here when we're young, we make some bad decisions. I remember, I've shared this story before. I was young. I was hanging out with some of my friends from the neighborhood, and we both had the same car. We had an Isuzu Rodeo. It was like a 95 Isuzu Rodeo. And my friend decided, let's go off-roading. Let's go off-roading. It is going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. The problem is we went to uh, this kind of uh, uh, neighborhood and street that was off-limits. And we went off-roading in a place that was off-limits. And we were having a blast. And it was late in the day already. The car was covered mud and we were uh, partying having a great time listening to worship music and it was awesome and holy and um and it got to the point where i don't know what happened the car got stuck the car got stuck in the mud and we were young we shouldn't have been out there and we see the sun is setting night is falling and now we begin to panic we're doing everything we can to get the car unstuck but it is not moving i'm telling you we tried everything to get it moving it was not moving it was not budging the wheels were spinning but going nowhere and all of a sudden we realized night was falling and mom was calling <laughs> the car stuck night is falling and my mom is calling. You ever been surrounded by trouble on every side? <laughs> you ever been stuck in life where you're like, I look in front of me and there's danger. I look behind me and there's trouble. I am stuck. Have you ever been stuck in life? There are circumstances and situations in life that will leave you stuck. Affliction, pain, grief, hurting, moments of life where you feel 
stuck. And you look all around you and there's trouble. The problem is when you're surrounded by trouble is that your eyes can deceive you. And all of a sudden, if you're not careful, what you see will begin to rule what you believe. In fact, I put it this way. Sight can dictate spirit. Are you with me, church? Our sight can dictate our spirit. What we see through our eyes can all of a sudden rule what we believe in our spirit. In other words, what's on the external can begin to affect the internal. Right, uh, That external circumstance can begin to affect and it begins to mess up your internal confidence in God. Because I'm in trouble, my God, I don't know if I can worship the same. Because I'm surrounded by trouble, I don't know if I can lift up his name. I mean, I used to be all excited in 2016 when life was good and I had my sugar foot, my honey boo-boo, and everything was all, I had the salary, the car. But when life got in, got, got, got in trouble, when I felt like I was stuck, there, all of a sudden, your spirit can begin to have some problems. And all of a sudden, you get afraid. Have you ever been afraid? Because life seems like it's stuck fear begins to set in and now fear begins to rule your spirit it's it's one thing to have a sense of fear it's another thing to have a spirit of fear it's two different things. Are you with me, church? Well, one thing, a sense of fear is good. If you, if you go to Africa and you get in a safari and, and you're out there, but a lion lets loose and jumps in the car, ah! a sense of fear is good because you need to run. Uh, a lion is loose. Come on, everybody, thankful for a sense of fear. God gave that to us. A spirit of fear is completely different. Right? A sense of fear is good. Bishop T.D.J. says, I, I don't mind it in the car. I just don't want it behind the wheel. What we say at Calvary is that emotions are great passengers, terrible drivers. I'm glad I got the emotion of fear, but I don't want it to drive my life. And if we're not careful when we're stuck in life, all of a sudden we'll develop a spirit of fear. The sense turned into a spirit. And now we can't sleep at night. We can't worship. We don't have faith. We can't believe. We don't have visions. We don't have goals. We can't move forward because we have a spirit of fear operating in our life, in our marriage, in our relationships with everything that God wants to do with. I, I can't move forward. And you are paralyzed by a spirit of fear and there's some people here today or watching online you have been paralyzed by the enemy because you're surrounded by trouble and stuck in life if the enemy can't kill you he'll paralyze you if he can't take you out he'll tell you that God is done and through with you and he'll get you to live stuck for the rest of your life you won't advance in your faith you won't sign up for a connect group you won't join dream team you'll never step out and ask anybody out because the first date went wrong with somebody else now you'll never believe God for another marriage for another healing for another miracle because you got stuck by a spirit of fear and all of a sudden you're in a spiritual state of spiritual paralysis and there's some people here that I believe we've all been there where moments of life leave us in a state of spiritual paralysis. I'm not moving forward. Not dreaming anymore. I'm not believing God anymore. I'm not stepping out in faith anymore because I feel stuck. I feel stuck. And, and a spirit of fear will develop into a broken faith. That'll get up inside of you and all of a sudden, it will close your mindset to believe God wants anything to do with you. You, you ever talk to somebody, you talk to them about dreams and vision, what God can do with your life. They just can't even perceive it. They can't receive it because a spirit of fear, a spirit of unbelief, it feeds on that. And all of a sudden, they're just closed to anything God wants to do. They're in a spiritual paralysis, 
paralyzed with all that God wants to do with their life. I don't know if God can do it. I don't know if he wants to do it. And it turns into a broken faith. A negative mindset. A mind that can't accept that God wants to do greater and bigger things in your life. A mind that can't receive or a spirit that can't receive that we serve a God that does exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, think, or imagine. A spirit that can't believe that we serve the God of the miraculous. My God, he's able. My God is powerful. My God has all. Come on, anybody believe that we serve that kind of God? He's a good God, a powerful God, an almighty God. That's the God that we serve. Can I get an amen? Amen. But if you have a broken faith, it's hard to believe that. Al Pacino, his character in the movie Scent of a Woman said, I've seen an amputated leg and I've seen an amputated arm, but I've never seen and there's nothing like the sight of an amputated spirit. He said, there's no prosthetic for that. Woo! A broken spirit that can't believe and can't receive everything that God has. Today, maybe you're here and you have a broken spirit because life has been cruel, because you felt stuck. You can't see beyond today because life has just been tough. There's been pain. There's been heartache. You've cried tears nobody knows about. you face circumstances and you face losses that nobody can believe. But I'm here to tell you that God is still good and God is still for you and he can heal. He can deliver. He can save. He can pick you up. Seven times a righteous man will fall. Seven times the Lord will pick him up. He wants to pick you up in 2022. Get you moving forward in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, somebody give God a big praise. Come on. Come on, 11 a.m. Somebody give God a big praise. If you believe he can do it. If you believe he's for you. If you believe he's on your side. If you believe I'm not staying stuck. I'm moving forward in Jesus' name. Author and theologian Arthur Pink, he said this, we need to clearly realize there is no such thing as remaining stationary in spiritual life. If we do not progress, we inevitably retrograde. If you ain't moving forward, you're moving backwards. Charles Spurgeon said, he who is not moving forward is backsliding. Woo! Okay, Spurgeon. Are you moving forward or are you stuck tell the person next to you keep on walking i put it this way if fear can't rule you then faith can guide you this year let faith guide your steps let the holy spirit guide your steps to move forward with everything that he has for you your family your relationships the vision and the call of god over your life you will come out tell your neighbor you will come out Oh, come on. Somebody say it in faith. Come on. You will come up out of that addiction. You will come up out of that bondage. You will come up out of that brokenness. You'll come up out of that generational curse. You'll come up out of that cycle. You'll come up out of that dysfunction. I'm not staying stuck. I'm coming out. Keep on walking. Come on. Keep on walking in 2022. Anybody believe that, church? I love the book of Exodus. We started in Genesis and, and we're making progress through the Bible in the first uh, couple of Sundays. Now we are in the book of Exodus. Anybody love the book of Exodus? It's absolutely beautiful. In the book of Exodus, there's an incredible story because the people of God, they've been in bondage in slavery for 400 years to the Egyptians. They've been in bondage in slavery. They've been serving Pharaoh and all of his dictatorship plans. And he's been cruel to them, aggressive with them. And God remembers them, and God is about to deliver them. I love that. That alone will preach. 
Come on, that God never forgets his people. Today, maybe it feels like you've been waiting for 400 years. God remembers. He will never, ever, ever forget you. He'll let you go long enough where it looks like he forgot about you. But he, he's never forgotten. Come on, he's a good God. God remembers. He remembers. He remembers. He remembers his people. I know you're here today. I know you've been praying for your husband for a long time. He remembers and he'll save him eventually. I know you've been praying for your, oh, come on. I wish I had some people with faith. He remembers. He remembers. He remembers. You ever felt like God don't remember me? <laughs> he blessing everybody else but me. He remembers. And he remembers his people and he decides to call on Moses. Somebody say Moses. He calls Moses and he says, Moses, I'm going to use you to go and free my people. I want you to go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. Yeah, can we say that together? Let my people go. That sounded good. One more time. Let my people go. And what does Pharaoh say? No. <laughs> God, you told me. <laughs> uh, he said no. And so God has to uh, begin to deal with Pharaoh. And God begins to send some plagues. And if you read the book of Exodus or you've seen Prince of Egypt and all that, right? Like there's frogs, there's hail, water turns to blood. And, and God begins to show off his power because you can think you're powerful and you can think you're mighty until you're up against almighty God. And God is merciful, and God will take his time. But eventually, God will flex his muscle and show you that you're not all that powerful, and you're not all that mighty, and you're not all that bright. I know we think we're really smart. I know we think we got it all together. And God, I'm, I'm glad, uh, but I'm going to do what I want to do. And God's like, keep doing what you want to do. Sooner or later, some frogs will rain down in your life. and That's disgusting. Ten plagues happen in Egypt, and finally, Pharaoh says, go, get out of here, get out of here, take all the people. The Bible says that 600,000 men, not including women and children, leave Egypt. It's the people of God that they've been in bondage for 400 years. They grab all of their stuff, and in fact, they take some of the precious treasures of the Egyptians. The Egyptians, they want them out of there so, so fast, because the last plague killed their firstborn. You got to go back and read uh, the book of Exodus. It's powerful. God's a, you don't play with God. That's right. That's right. They want him out of there so fast. They're like, take everything, take everything, get out of here, get out. We don't want to mess with your God. He's a real God. And, and so almost a million people is estimated left Egypt. And they go off in the desert and they are celebrating. They are singing. Your love is relentless. They're all in the desert. <laughs> They're headed to the promised land. We're no longer slaves. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. It is awesome. They're praising, worshiping, talking about opening up connect groups, the vision to take the city. It's awesome until they look in front of them and they get to a place where, where they can't move forward because they get to the shores of the Red Sea. You ever been on the shores of something that looked impossible? Yeah. And you're just like, God... You just brought me out of Egypt, but, but we don't got boats. <laughs> I don't even got a kayak. <laughs> like, how am I going to cross this, Lord? And, and if they had an impossibility in front of them is one thing, but all of a sudden they hear the ground trembling. And all of a sudden it sounds like a bunch of horses are running behind them. And they turn around and it says they look up and see and the Egyptians are now following them. Because possibly sometime after, whether it was days or weeks later, Pharaoh woke up one morning and said, what did I do? 
I have let our entire workforce go. And even after experiencing the power of God, he still refuses to bow down to God. And he still chooses to rebel with God. He says, I let them go. And it says that he prepares all the chariots, his entire army, to go after the people of Israel. I can't believe I let them go. And the Bible says that all of them began to go after the people of God. And now the people of God, they just don't have an impossibility in front of them. Now they have enemies marching behind them. And they are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Trouble all around. And they were filled with fear. When you're surrounded by trouble, it's easy to be filled with fear. When there's a Red Sea in front of you. And Egyptian chariots behind you. Oh, you'll feel fear. The interesting thing is that it, the Egyptian Pharaoh, the Bible says, in Exodus chapter 14, his heart was hardened by God. Wait a minute. God, you, you sent Moses to deliver the people knowing what would happen. Wait, wait, wait. You brought them out knowing they would get in the Red Sea. They would face an impossible situation in front of them. And then on top of that, to add to all of that, you harden Pharaoh's heart. By the way, what that means literally is that Pharaoh's heart was already in rebellion. He allowed it to grow rebellious even more. Because God, God will be patient, but if you want to continue in sin, he'll let you run loose. And all of a sudden, we see that what is happening is a God set up. Perhaps the situation you're in today is a God set up. Some things, we run into trouble by our own selves. You ever run into trouble by your own selves? Oh, this is a result of my own bad decisions. But other times, God is setting you up for a miracle. I know it looks impossible in front of you. I know you see Egyptians behind you. But possibly God is just orchestrating moments of your life. And he's moving all the chess pieces because he's about to let you know you're going to see that you can't get out of this by your own might, by your own strength, by your own power, but only I could do it. So that when it's over, you'll realize I get all the glory. I get all the honor. God is a God that he'll set you up for a miracle. God allowed it. Look at your neighbor and tell him he allowed it. He allowed it. He allowed it. He allowed Whatever you're in today, he allowed it. He allowed it for a reason. Because all God needs for a miracle, the first ingredient is an impossibility. You give him an impossibility and you give him some faith and he'll whip up a miracle for your life. And so perhaps, I want to tell you today, maybe you're not stuck. You're just positioned for a miracle. You're just positioned to see God show off. God allows certain moments of your life because he's going to show you it's not by your strength, it's not by your might, it's by his might, his spirit, and it's by his hand. First thing is, I have eight minutes left. First thing, you're not alone. You're not alone. Look at your neighbor and tell him you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone in this. The presence of trouble doesn't mean there's an absence of God. God has led you up to that moment so that you realize I'm the God that fights for you. 
I'm the God that can do it. And I know you've been tired. I know it looks like you're stuck. I know it looks like you've run out of all the options, but God is saying, you're not alone. I'm with you. There's trouble in front of you, trouble behind you. But when you're in trouble, trust and call on the name of the Lord because he promised that he will be with you all the days of your life. Anybody believe that promise in Jesus' name? Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, for he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Sometimes, sometimes God allows certain things in your life because it's in the moments of trouble that somehow we draw closer to him. Ain't it funny? Like we, we talk about time. Do you have a relationship with God? Yeah, I love, I love God. I love Papa Dios. I talk to God all the time. and I pray and I listen to worship. But, but perhaps we really don't. But when we're in trouble... When life has been tough, when you are in a moment of excruciating pain and you are lost, confused, and stuck, somehow we get closer to God than ever before. Oh, we show up every Wednesday to every prayer. I mean, we should have these every night. I don't know. Why don't we do these every night? These are amazing. I mean, we come in and we're like, oh, God, should about a hundred, but about a Mr. Bishi. Oh, we start praying in tongues. We start calling on the name of the Lord because we're in trouble. Because sometimes God has to get you low, down, and hit rock bottom so you can call on the rock to show you there is no other option. There's no salary. There's no relationship. There's no man. There's no woman. There's nothing else that can save you except the almighty hand of God. And sometimes he'll let you go low to take you high. Come on, somebody. God will move pieces of our life. God will move pieces to show us I'm your only option and your best option. You've tried everything else, but I'm the last missing piece. And sometimes he'll let you go all the way down. So you'll realize he's all you got and he's all you need. There was this article that came out about the fish cod because back in the early 1900s everybody wanted to eat cod like now everybody's eating salmon I want to lose weight and we want omega-3s everybody's eating salmon back in the day it was cod and in order to get cod to the west coast they had to put it on trains and so they would catch the cod load it on containers send it to the west coast through train by the time it got there early 1900s the cod was it was bad it had gone bad it took too long and so they would eat it like this is terrible got people sick so they said let's put it on ice they put it on ice they send it to the west coast and they're like oh okay it still doesn't taste good it got a little fresher but it still doesn't taste good they said okay let's put it in light tanks on the on the train they put it in live tanks they sent it to the west coast they said it tastes a little bit better but it's still not like the cod that we eat on the west coast it's missing something and so somebody said you know what to keep the cod alive and fresh and energized put a catfish in the tank because the catfish is its biggest predator and somehow when cod has something chasing it it keeps it alive and it keeps it fresh and when it got to the West Coast, they're like, this cod is amazing. The best cod we've ever eaten. Sometimes God would allow things to chase you, to keep your faith fresh, to keep you alive, to keep you calling on his name. You got Egyptians behind you and a Red Sea in front of you. But God is saying, call on my name and I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not know if you just call on him. God allowed it. Look at your neighbor and tell him God allowed it. Keep on walking because God allowed it. They look back and this army is behind them. They got chariots, swords, spears, javelins, slingshots, <laughs> BB guns. <laughs> they got everything. And the people of Israel are like, we got sandals and a water canteen. Like, we don't got nothing. We are done. <laughs> the Bible says that they begin to cry out, Moses! <laughs> 
Why'd you take us out of Egypt? We told you we ain't want to leave. By the way, they're lying. You go read earlier in Exodus. They're like, let's get out of here. <laughs> but now they're going back on their words. And Moses is frustrating to deal with the people of God. You expect the Egyptians to fight you, but when it's your own people fighting you and giving you trouble, that's a whole nother level of leadership. You ever had your own family fight you? Your own friends bring drama in your life. And he's like, these hard-headed people, God, we're only like on day seven. <laughs> Moses! There ain't even no graves out here. There's no cemetery. There's no nothing out here. You should have let us die in Egypt. And I love how Moses responds. Moses says, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord. Ooh, come on, that's powerful. Oh, come on, that's a word for somebody today. He said, you need to stop fear where it's at right now. Don't let it rule your life. You need to stand firm in who God is. And you're going to see because their eyes were on the Egyptians. But he says, you're about to see God show off. Get your eyes in the right place. Stop, stand, and see. Stop, stand, and see. Stop, stand, and Oh, come on. In 2022, stop, stand, and see. When the diagnosis comes, stop, stand, and see. When your kids are going crazy, stop, stand. When life seems impossible, stop, stand, and see the salvation of the Lord because He will fight for you. You don't need to fight. He'll fight your battles. He's a God that goes behind you and He goes behind. Come on. Anybody believe that's the God that we serve? Stop, stand, and see. I will not be ruled by fear. I will not be intimidated, but I'm going to keep on walking in God's promises. Stop, stand, and see in Jesus' name. The Bible says that God answered, why are you crying out to me? Sometimes you need to stop praying and start walking. Some of us have been praying for things for too long. And God's like, I answered you back in 1985 to serve me. I need to pray about it one more time. I don't know if I should lead a connect group. I don't know if I, today I should go to church. It's like a tornado warning or something. We're going to watch it in our bed. <laughs> You've been praying about things for too long. God's like, I already gave you directions. You just don't like the directions. Because the directions might take you into a red sea of uncomfortableness. Why are you crying out to me? Tell my people to go forward. That's a word for somebody today. Go forward. Go forward. You've been praying about it. You've been crying about it. But God's saying, go forward. Go forward. Go forward. I don't know who that's for, whether you're here or watching. Go forward. Number one, you're not alone. Number two, you're not in control. As we start the year, come on, let's, let's realize we are not in control. Stop standing. See that he will fight for you. I'm not in control. Anybody love being in control? At, at some level, all of us love control. If you're the type that does not like control, pray for us after service. Like, lay hands on us. All of us, we love to see how life is going to be. We want to figure out everything out. But, but at certain points in life, you're not going to be in control. And Moses is like, watch what God's going to do. You can't figure it out, but God got it figured out. Number one, you're not alone. Number two, you're not in control. And number three, you're not stuck. Go forward. Go forward. The Bible says that 
the presence of God that was in a pillar, a cloud pillar in front of them, got up and went behind them and got in between the people of God and the Egyptians so that the Egyptians could not see them. Oof, I don't know about you, but that's, that, that makes me want to shout. We serve a God that will stand in between us and our enemies. I, I don't know if you believe that or not, but I believe that. That when I'm surrounded by trouble, oh, I'm really surrounded by Him. I know it looks like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by His presence. I'm surrounded by His goodness. I'm surrounded by His grace. I'm surrounded by His mercy. I'm surrounded by Him. I'm, yeah, He got an army of angels around my family. Come on, anybody believe that? I'm surrounded by God. Oh, He protects me. He goes before me, behind me. He surrounds me all the days of my life. He will take care of me. He's in control. I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded. You're surrounded. Going to 2022. He surrounds my kids. He surrounds my mind. He surrounds my back. Come on, somebody. He surrounds me. He surrounds me. He surrounds me. Pray that for your kids. Pray that for your family. He surrounds me in the name of Jesus. I, I sense the presence of God. Come on. He goes before me, behind me, and he surrounds me. I'm not in control, but he's in control. He'll get in the way of my enemies. You'll be able to praise and shout like MC Hammer. Can't touch this. Point three. <laughs> he got in between the Egyptians and the Israelites. Because the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, it says that he's your rear guard. He goes before you and he's your rear guard. As you go into 2022, he's not just going before you, he's going behind you. He's protecting you and providing for you in every side of life. As you honor him, as you live for him, as you worship him, if you give him your entire heart, he'll take care of you so that you can keep on walking. Keep on walking. The Bible says that Moses stretched out his staff over the waters. Oftentimes we're praying for God to give us something to move forward and God's like, it's already in your hand. Many times the answers we're looking for, he already gave it to us. But God, surely there has to be another way. No, just stretch out the staff in your hands. More than the staff in our hands, we got the spirit in our, in our soul. Come on, we got the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He's with us. And if a staff can open a Red Sea, the Spirit can open a Red Sea for you. I don't know what you're up against, but keep on walking. You're not alone. You're not in control. And you're not stuck. You're not alone. You're not in control. And you're not stuck. I don't know who that word is for today. I really felt it like in my heart. for the, As we were ending 2021... I knew what I was going to preach about, teach about. It was on my soul. As soon as I got to Exodus chapter 14, somebody, you're stuck. You're up against the Red Sea. There's Egyptian armies, enemies behind you. And God is saying, keep on walking. Keep on walking. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. There's a destiny ahead of you. There's a promise ahead of you. There's much more ahead for your marriage, for your life, for your relationships. There's much more for that anointing, for that calling. I know you've been struggling. I know it looks like slavery is a better option because we're used to 400 years of bondage. But he set you free. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Keep 
Come on, keep on walking. Keep on walking. Today, somebody, you need to walk out of bondage. Walk out of addiction. Walk out of that past. Walk out of worry. Walk out of fear. And walk. Keep it walking. Keep on walking to all that God has for you. To every promise. To every promise that is in Jesus. Keep on walking. Come on, with hands lifted up. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. I don't know who you are, but keep on walking. I don't know what you're going through, but the Spirit of God is saying, keep on walking. Keep on believing. I know you've gone through pain. I know you've gone through loss, but keep on walking. Keep on walking. You're not stuck. You're positioned for a miracle. Keep on walking. You've been ruled by fear. Ruled by fear. Fear has trapped your mind. Fear has trapped your body, your soul. You've been paralyzed by fear. In the name of Jesus, be set free today to keep on walking. Today, somebody, God wants to set you free from ideas, strongholds, mentalities, negative mindsets that tells you you can't keep going. You're stuck. You're surrounded by trouble. There's no way out of this. You're never going to get out of this. The devil is a liar. Keep on walking. Today, you need to make a decision. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep on walking. I'm walking into the Red Sea, and as I do, he's opening it up. The Bible says that they were able to cross the Red Sea on dry ground. The Bible says he sent a wind and the wind opened up the sea. And there was a wall of water to the left and a wall of water to the right. And they didn't even get their feet wet because they, they walked on dry ground. I'm telling you, your faith, you're going to come out in dry ground. Unscathed. Not even with a scratch on your faith if you believe God. He's for you. He's with you. Today, you're coming out of that. You're coming out of that situation. You're not stuck. You're positioned for a miracle. Hallelujah. If that's you, if you say, I need to get unstuck today, today, Holy Spirit, set me free. Spirit of fear, spirit of bondage, lift up your hands. If that's you, lift it up, lift it up. Father, we pray that you set people free today. Spirit of fear that wants to rule our minds, our hearts, our souls. Every single paradigm that wants to set up a fortress in our mind and in our spirit that's not believing God for miracles that's not believing God for more keep on walking today today keep on walking in the name of Jesus there's more in front of you than what's behind you greater is he who's with you than he who's in the world come on keep on walking father we pray that you bring freedom freedom to every single household freedom to every marriage freedom to every single mind freedom to every single person watching here wherever they're at spirit of God begin to minister set people free today free to believe your word free to believe your promises free to believe that they're positioned for a God miracle that you've been setting it up all along because you are good you are awesome you are mighty you do the impossible you're the God that goes before us you're the God that goes behind us there's no one like you in heaven and on earth or below the earth come on somebody lift up your hands let's run God with all we have this morning. Come on, let's sing it out. Thank you, Jesus.
Step down from your throne You were crushed as a lamb for the sins of the world But our God is a lion that death could not hold You are Jesus, you close with every head bowed. Exodus 14 is really about Jesus. In the New Testament, Jesus says somebody greater than Moses is here. Because just like Moses delivered the people of God from Egypt, so does Jesus deliver the people of God from sin. And the Red Sea is death. And the Egyptians is sin and bondage. And when it looked impossible, Jesus, he went into the Red Sea and he was the first to die because through his death, the Red Sea opened up so that we can make it to the promised land. And now death is just a hallway into the promised land so that you and I could be free forever. This life is momentary, but there's eternal life. Do you have Jesus as the deliverer of your soul? As the one who came to free us from slavery and sin with every eye closed, with every head bowed, whether you're here or watching online, we're praying for you, we love you. Maybe you're here and you say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you're here, you're watching online and you say, Alex, there's no way that God can love me. I've done so much damage, I've done so much wrong. You have no idea what I did last month, last week, last night. There's no way that God can love me. I'm here to tell you God loves you more than you could imagine. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. The Bible says all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. And our sin separates us from God. It creates a barrier between us and God. But God sent his son Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed my sin, your sin. All of our sins. The Bible says he went up on a cross. He died for our sins. He went down to a grave. He was dead for three days. But after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. We believe with all our heart that Jesus, he is alive. He's a life changer. He's a life giver. Today, he'll forgive you. Today, he'll give you a brand new start, a brand new beginning. With every eye closed, as the church is praying, dream team praying, pastors praying, nobody looking around in a moment of privacy, in a moment of prayer. If today you say, Alex, I need forgiveness. If today you say, Alex, I need Jesus in my life. I want a brand new beginning. I repent. I want to turn to Jesus and start a relationship with him. I'm going to count to three. If that's you, raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I just want to see who I'm praying for. Raise it up for a few seconds and you can put it right back down. If that's you, raise up your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand as high as you can, as high as you can, as high as you can. God bless you. Awesome. God bless you. Awesome. God bless you. Awesome. God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. Raise up your hand as high as you can. Amazing. God bless you. You can put your hands back down. If you're watching online and you made that decision, you can put it back down. I'm gonna say a simple prayer, then one of our pastors is gonna come up here and tell you about a free gift that we have for you. We love you. Come on, with every eye closed, with every head bowed, I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. In fact, the whole church, why don't we say this out loud? Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Come on, say, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen.
decision. It's why we do what we do. And again, we're so honored to be able to be the church where this happens, where you give your life to Jesus, where you make the greatest decision of your entire life. I know that if I was to pass the mic to so many people who've made that decision themselves, I think we'd all agree it's the best decision. Change our marriage, change our families, change our lives. I mean, it's not always been easy, but we have Jesus when we didn't have him before. And so if you, you have questions, you're like, man, what did I just do? What did I, like, what does it mean to be a Christian? We get you, we're here for you. As a church, we wanna come alongside you and help you be a resource on this journey. So what we wanna do is, thank you so much, Morgan. We have a free gift from us to you. And thank you to every single person that gives their tithes and offering every week that we can hand out free Bibles every single Sunday. So thank you, church, for making this happen. It's incredible. So if you raise your hand, and you say, Phil, I, I want to get my life right. I want to go on, all in on Jesus. I want to give you this gift. It's a Bible. Super easy to read Bible. You know, it can be a little intimidating. Like, man, I don't even know where to start. That's okay. Start with just getting one of these. It'll change your life. And we have amazing Dream Team members that want to give it to you. So before you get to the car, play out football and start till 1 p.m. So we're almost there. So you got time. Grab one of these. It'll change your life. And so we're so pumped for you as a church. But hey, why don't we leave here worshiping one more time? Come on, let's not let what happens here on a Sunday, what we learn, what God deposits in our soul, just stay in this building. But it would affect our Monday, our Tuesday, our workplace, our families. Like we would move forward in all areas of our life. So why don't we lift our hands one more time as we leave here praising Jesus. Lord, we love you. God, you are awesome. You are amazing. God, may we never lose sight of your magnificent Jesus. Help us this week to be more like you. Help us this week to, to honor you, to worship you, God, to pray to you, to get in our word this week. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen.